Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Mercer Island, Washington. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Welcome to episode five of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. A wealthy life is not just about how much money we have in the bank. True wealth is found through pursuing a balance between all things important to us. The mission of my show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts who are living a wealthy life on her terms. We'll explore what it means to live a wealthy life and learn specific ways that our guests are doing just that. And as a certified financial planning professional, I'll be sharing tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your own version of a wealthy life. I want to thank you all for listening today. As we adjust to our version of a, quote, new normal, the conversation has turned to when we will be able to get back to the, quote, old normal. I'm sure you're like me. I read articles and listen to podcasts and the news every day. And the question is being raised, what if we didn't return to the old normal, but created something in between the old and the new? I'm going to call it a, quote, different normal. So the question on the table is, what do we want our life to look like? What do we want to experience after this period is over and we look forward to the future? Now, in my financial planning practice, I spend a lot of time talking about this very question with my clients, not only in the beginning when I'm getting to know someone, but throughout our relationship, because if we don't know what we want, how do we know how to make the best financial choices? And I know from these conversations and from my own life as well, that women are continually asking themselves, what do I want? It's true that sometimes we can get confused about what we want because all possibilities are on the table nowadays. And we often want what feels like too many things at the same time. And those too many things even conflict with one another. For instance, you might be thinking, how can I want a family at the same time that I want a fulfilling career with a great income? Or if you're a little older, you might want that next promotion at your job really bad, but at the same time, you have this heart project that just wants to be born. I think the question, what do I, what do I want, is kind of a great equalizer and a way we can find our footing during confusing times. It's only when we figure out the answers to that question that we can prepare ourselves for what lies ahead and then make a plan to manifest whatever it is that we want. An example I notice right now in these different times is that you know we have our children around us 24 seven. And in the old normal, we used to, as working parents, drop our kids off at daycare and then only see our kids before and after school for a few hours. So having our child at home gives us that opportunity to just have hours of fun times together and have those deep conversations where you get to answer the questions when they say, why is that, mom? Perhaps some parents will decide, that they want to spend more time being a kid with their kids in the future. This want to be more engaged with their children 
may bubble up as a result of this stay-at-home experience. What other wants might become important to us after our experiences of COVID-19? Perhaps what we want for our standard of living, how we want to spend our time day to day. According to author Barbara Ironreich, author of Nickel and Diming, and her essay about the healthcare industry while she was being treated for cancer called Natural Causes, 78% of workers live paycheck to paycheck. One of four people spend over 50% of their income on rent, and 78 million Americans don't have health care. You've heard that old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. That certainly feels true about this period in our lives, doesn't it? We obviously didn't have any power over whether, that, whether the current pandemic came or not. But I also see that we have an opportunity to reflect on our lives and the choices we do have the power to make. A time when we can ask ourselves, what do I want? And have long conversations over glasses of wine with our spouse and our friends, asking them, what do you want? Maybe, just maybe, our answers might surprise us. So this is a golden opportunity we have right now. And I encourage you to take the time to do a life review from the perspective of what do you want? A life review might include what you want in your relationships, with your health and your fitness, with fun and recreation. Don't you just love how everybody's outside running and walking and playing with their dog, dogs and the kids are laughing and giggling? I just love that that's happening right now. And what do you want in your work, in your career? Where do you want to be in five years? What do you want with your personal and spiritual growth? Maybe like me, you found something that you want to learn that you didn't know you wanted to learn before. And of course, what do you want financially? Do you want a bigger or a smaller lifestyle? Think about your possessions that you've just spent many weeks hanging out with at the house. How did it feel when you took that load to the thrift store last week? And what do you want regarding making a difference in the world? How do you want to serve or contribute to the community and society at large? You see, we do have a voice and a choice when we emerge from our homes, re-engage with our friends and our coworkers, regardless of when that happens. What do you want your life to look like after this? Well, my guest Tracy Klinkoff and I are going to talk about the power that women have with their purchasing decisions and with the choices they make with their money. Research indicates that over half of women are in charge of spending the family's monthly budget, even as they feel less confident about investing, earn less than their male counterparts, and take time out of the workforce to raise their children and care for their parents. Figuring out what lifestyle you want in the future eventually leads to those day-to-day -day spending choices. And choosing how you spend your money is a key factor in pursuing a wealthy life. So Tracy Klingfroth was born the year when the Beatles topped the charts and The Sound of Music earned five Oscars. She was definitely born a leader. Tracy was class president by the fifth grade became a high school cheerleader, social director of her sorority, ultimately graduating from State University of New York with a business degree. Tracy launched a career in marketing, working for big ad agencies in Boston and Seattle, but eventually she was ready to start her own thing, reasoning that, quote, if my former bosses could start a research firm, I know I can too. So Tracy launched Epiphany Research, implementing studies for companies like Starbucks and Capital One. Six years later, she became so inspired by the stylish, influential, and kick-ass ladies doing big things all around her that Chick Chat was born. Now Tracy matches smart, honest women with some of the biggest brands out there. Think New Balance, eHarmony, Oregon Chai, Frito-Lay. This lady's got connections. 
Tracy is really passionate about empowering women to choose and live a wealthy life. She knows how to have fun, throwing fabulous events for women of all backgrounds. And she cares deeply, using her time to volunteer, her free time to volunteer for several charities she feels passionate about. She loves nothing more than seeing women exert their power for positive and widespread change. So I'm excited to introduce you to my guest this week, Tracy Klinkroth, founder of Chick Chat, The Power of She. Thank you for being here today, Tracy. Thank so you. Tell me how things are going. What's your life like now in this quote, new yeah. normal? Yeah, the new normal. It definitely has changed for sure, as everybody's has. Everybody says. Um, one big change is just about three days ago, I picked up a foster dog. So that's huge. He um, is my little quarantine buddy since I am single and live alone. Um, got him from a really great rescue who um, rescued him from a pretty horrific life in California. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of, you know, figuring out how to maneuver each other and we're having fun. And I, I'm going for lots more walks <laughs> than I ever did. Um, and I'm you know, since single, never married, no kids, I've not had to really give my time to another living being. <laughs> so that's one new normal. Um, and I'm enjoying it. It's fun uh, for the most part. And other new normals, like so many people, um, you know, I'm a small business owner. And, you know, we're going through these anxious times, right, in terms of, uh, you know, half of, three quarters of my income really was live events. And uh, as you know, that's dead in the water right now. Um, but as luck would have it, I had been getting some calls doing more marketing research, like in February. And mm -hmm. so that was good until they put that off until like whenever it's going to get quote unquote better, right? So we're all kind of feeling that anxiety about um, where our next paycheck's gonna come from. You talked about it earlier in your intro that just how um, unfortunately ill-prepared so many of us are financially, you know, for the quote unquote rainy day, right? And that rainy day has come, right? And how many of us, I think what we need, what, what is the gold standard? Six to 12 months really is what we're supposed to have? Yes, exactly. Because you have to ask yourself, how long would it take me to quote, find a job? And, you know, when you think about being a small business owner like we are, how long does it take to ramp up some new ed, uh, income generation idea? It can take even longer than that. So you have to think ahead. And, you know, I, I tell my clients that financial planning is about preparing for changes because life is going to bring us changes, whether we plan for them or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this unfortunately is yet another opportunity where we get to reassess. Yes, for sure. And um, in terms of that whole reassessment, I was doing a little bit of research just to prepare for our, our talk today. And McKinsey has been doing, of course, um, they've been doing some consumer online surveys just to kind of gouge where people are at in terms of consumer behavior, consumer sentiments, you know, where our heads are at. And obviously, you know, although our um, incomes are falling or have fallen, um, Americans are optimistic. They say that about 37% of Americans believe that their economies are going to jump back to normal in the next two to three months. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's going to be people who are always, you know, kind of the wait and see to see right. thinking that it's going to be a little bit longer. So although, and I think some of that is just, you know, the positivity that Americans tend to have and that like, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to get through this. I see a lot of that all over social media in terms of we're going to get through this together and, you know, really trying to um, help other small businesses whenever they can going out and, you know, doing takeout or ordering online from small companies. So, yeah, I mean, interesting times, but I think, I mean, I have to remain optimistic and that whole word that everybody's using all over the place is pivot. Like, I think we all have to drink every time we hear the word pivot, right? Um, we'd be drunk the whole time in quarantine. But, I mean, we really do. We have to, I don't know how you're thinking about pivoting your business, but I certainly am um, thinking about how I'm going to do that because events, quite honestly, 
you know, let's say that we're out of this thing, let's say June-ish, but it's still going to be around. It's still going to linger our fear um, or anxiety around right. safe. It's still going to linger. Are people going to go out to restaurants and bars in tight spaces as they mm -hmm. did before? Are people going to go to big events like I host? Right. You know, um, I would say probably not in the near future. Mm -hmm. So then we have to figure out how am I going to make it? I have to personally figure out how am I going to make up that income? Right. So luckily I'm always a big proponent. I wonder if you are too. I'm a big proponent of if you're a self-employed person or a business owner to have multiple streams of revenue, right? Yes. So like if you're in a grocery store, you don't have just one brand of bread, right? You have several. So um, luckily, you know, I have marketing research to fall back on. Right. And marketing research is going to be very much needed right now, if you think about it, right? Because our consumer behaviors are changing. That's right. So I really do have an opportunity to pivot and to not even so much pivot, but really um, get, get on the top of that and, yeah. and start creating something that I can get out there to marketers to let them know that I'm going to help them get inside consumers' heads. Well, exactly. Because, you know, we are, as a human species, we are very adaptive. And, you know, think about it. We are all creating new habits because we are already in um, quarantine for over 30 days, which is the time it takes to create a new habit. So to me, that seems like a whole new opportunity for not only uh, marketers, but those of us who that's what I was saying in my intro is like, it's a whole opportunity for us to uh, get a reset on our life and to really examine who we want to be uh, moving forward. So I want to uh, continue talking. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Tracy to really describe the roots of her work with women, uh, her marketing research, and particularly describing to us the woman that she empowers in her work. So uh, we look forward to seeing you back here in just a minute to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant. Teresa Leftenant encourages women to talk openly about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Leftenant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Women are the chief shopping officer in households all across the U.S., influencing 80% or more of the purchasing. And companies and brands want to know what you think and why. Sign up to become an opinionista in Chick Chat's online survey panel and get paid to share your opinions with companies about what you buy and why you buy. Sign up for free at chickchat.net slash opinionista. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello there. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Tracy Klincroft. And Tracy, um, I really, you know, when I got to know about you, it was through your work with Chick Chat. And I went to one of your events and I remember being totally blown away by the, uh, the type of woman who was attending and how uh, how go-getters they were, and they were business owners. Uh, the, this particular one, the first one I went to, was uh, women who were making um, beer, wine, spirits in the state of Washington. So I would, you know, I noticed on your website you you describe uh, the power of she as she makes over eighty percent of the consumer purchase decisions in the United States. That's higher than the statistics I had. She mm -hmm. controls over $7 trillion in consumer spending. 
She starts a business at a higher rate than a higher rate than men. She's more educated than ever before. She volunteers at her children's school, even with a full-time job, and on and on. <laughs> Tell me how all this got started. <laughs> um, well, my background um, many years ago um, started in marketing research back in Boston. And then when I moved here to Seattle in 95, um, I worked for an ad agency for a while. And then I went out on my own after being laid off, as you said in the introduction. And I just found I was doing a fair amount of focus group moderating. And I don't know if you've ever participated in or, yeah, focus group. And I actually have. Yeah. It's very um, odd in terms of you, the, the, the traditional way is to recruit, you know, eight to 10 strangers to come to this facility in traffic, right? Usually the first one starts at six o'clock. You get some mediocre sandwich, you know, and, and you know, typically a hundred to $150 for your incentive. But then you sit around this table, it's, you know, awful lighting with people you don't know. And then I'm the moderator and I, and there's always a one-way mirror. And I have to say something like, oh, there's, there might be some clients behind there, but you know, don't worry about it. We're just going to have a conversation like they're not here. Well, um, I just didn't feel like that was the best way to uncover consumer insights. And you know, like, let's talk about money now. Let's talk about like if we're with women, let's talk about you know hormones or our periods or something. You know, it didn't really work really well. Like maybe if we're just talking about cleaning products, it was okay, but. But still, and so then, you know, I was spending a fair amount of time with my girlfriends or trying to, you know, how we try to get together with our girlfriends and catch up on a regular basis. And one of them is, was a copywriter and she mm -hmm. called it Chick Chat. I was like, oh my God, that's really brilliant. I go, can I use that for my business name? She's like, sure. <laughs> so that's how it started. And then I just, um, because I was, you know, been doing research, my, um, you, when, when you get a new research study, you, um, client tells you who their demographic is mm -hmm. so who the consumer is that we're targeting and who we're going to do the online survey with or with the focus group and it was always majority women aged you know 25 to 55 that's always seems to be the I'm right now I just realized I'm at that <laughs> the place right now but like that had a lot to do with media buying too I was right and I was like you know I just I'm gonna do when when do women speak most authentically and real, which is what consumer opinions and insight should be. And that's when we're with our girlfriends, you know, hanging out over coffee or tea or wine, you know, and you need to make a really comfortable environment mm -hmm. to say, hey, what do you think about um, health insurance or wills or where you send your kids to school or what snacks you, you know, buy your kids. So that's how Chick Chat started. And it's morphed over the years, kind of like Madonna, you know, I've pivoted again, many, many times, but yeah, that event that you attended was when I was doing a series of, um, oh, they were called the influentials. Oh, right. Yeah. And each month we would recruit a, a rather large panel of influential local women and the industry would change. And you went to the one it was called Women of Libations. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And that was the most popular one because women, we do like our wine. That's for sure. <laughs> but those are really fun. I, I mean, I really loved, I'm an extrovert. So this quarantine time is, is harder for us extroverts, I think. Yes. Um, but doing this thing, like the whole you know, you and I are on Zoom. Your audience can't see that we can see each other. But mm. I've been doing so much more of these and wondered why I never did them before, you know, with friends all over the country, right? Right. Well, that's the thing. It can, anybody can show up and you can see each other. And so it feels all, not quite as good as if you can touch somebody, yeah. but yeah. you can still look in people's face and yeah. see their expressions. So thank goodness for, you know, this level of technology. Yeah. But you know how this affect how being in this um, shelter at home, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be talking so much more about consumer behaviors, but you know, I've never, I don't think I've ever, there's some things first for me. I'm wondering what might be first for you. I still have not yet purchased my groceries online and had them delivered. Uh, have you? Have you done I that? did it one time and I wasn't comfortable with it. 
And then I found out that I had to pay for the service on a regular basis, like a subscription. And I just didn't want to do that because I wanted to sometimes use it and sometimes go myself. So I found that I'm, I'm not comfortable with doing that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if you have Amazon Prime though. Right. Doesn't do, Amazon yes. have the service? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's what Instacart and which, Instacart. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you used? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm very, um, you know, interested in how you have found um, that, you know, if you've noticed any similarities between women's spending patterns when you're doing your research and, you know, I know you're not, you can't really come up with total general conclusions, but what could you share with us about that? In terms of changes right now in this COVID. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I can speak anecdotally, but then also I have been listening to, um, you know, academia presentations on this and reading articles and stuff. So personally I can speak like I have never purchased, um, done any kind of exercising virtually, okay. you know, and I've been doing that. This is my third week and there's a local trainer and she had this four week challenge and I'm got to tell you, I am not someone who loves to exercise <laughs> anyway. So, um, and this is really easy, right? And w another thing I like about it is that I might not be as in good a shape as, you know, the 25 year old who's in the class. And I tend to then uh, co compare myself. Whereas this, I can't see them. They're on the computer and we're all doing it together, but they're little pictures, right? And right. I see the image of the trainer. And I like, I guess I like it. And I think I would continue to purchase that, you know, when we, when, you know, going forward. Well, I have to tell you that I've been doing that for two years. Oh, you have with, with a group of women and a trainer. And, um, I just couldn't imagine going to a gym anymore mm. because I, um, I have now equipment at my house that I use weights and, um, stretchy bands and things. And so I don't need to go. I mean, here's a perfect example of how things could change. Exactly. Well, and, and, and that's why, uh, as small business owners, there's opportunities too. Right. Um, because for instance, a, a personal trainer can only do so many one-on-ones before exhausting him or herself, right? Right. So really the way to scale your business would be, be to do more of these virtual trainings and do it at a price that, you know, is comparable to, you know, I mean, my gym membership is $25. I just keep, I think so many of us just keep that. So maybe someday if I want to go swim or something, you know, <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> I'm, true. I'm grandfathered in, you know, so. it's so that we don't feel quite so guilty. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, I haven't done the online grocery shopping yet. I might try that just to see what it's like. Um, in terms of uh, purchasing, you know, to go, being right. single, I kind of already do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, I find that's kind of a younger woman's thing. Since I'm, you know, an older woman, I, I just I find a hard time doing that. I like to go get it myself. Again, it's some some sort of belief or message that I should do so many things by myself and younger people like my children's age thirties, they, they just, they don't have that problem. They don't have to do everything themselves. Yeah. Okay, um, I'd love to talk about a little, some other opportunities though that I see for, you know, Please, women yeah. in business um, and also us looking at it as a consumer. So being in this time of, you know, infectious disease, this, this virus, um, we as humans are trying to do, or, well, most of us anyway, um, are trying to be, to do anything we can to avoid it, right? So most of the states, I think at least, I think all but eight or nine have some instituted some sort of stay at home or socially distance and that kind of thing. So even though, even when we're kind of given the green light, you know, when it's safer to not have to do that as much as we are now, there's still going to be our behaviors, I think, are going to be shaped like this. As you said earlier, it takes 30 days, right? So we're kind of right. becoming new to this, like you say, quote unquote, new normal. Right. But we still know that there's going to be this threat of this, you know, virus that we don't yet have a vaccine for. And, you know, so companies, so I think about it like many of us, I can't wait to go back to get my nails done. 
get my hair colored, get my facials, but we're, there's going to be a much bigger emphasis and um, part of your purchase decision is going to be around safety and cleanliness. Mm. Even if that's just like what's what you see. So if I'm going to get my nails done, I want to make sure that there's extra safety precautions that that nail salon is putting um, into action so that I don't have to worry. Even if sometimes, you know, we do things because a lot of times we're, 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 we're ignorant. We don't know. We don't necessarily know where this thing comes from. Right. But I want to go to a nail salon or to my esthetician or to my hair salon. What are they going to do to institute to make me feel safe going there? Right. That's, that's one thing. So cleanliness is going to be really big. Another thing about this, right? I think every day we see a ticker tape of, unfortunately, of how many people have passed. Right. So we're thinking a lot about our own mortality a lot more often, right? I think there's an opportunity for lawyers and financial advisors and people in insurance to um, educate us about this and tell us, you know, preparedness and, um, you know, not, not in a scary tactic kind of way, but I think everybody's thinking about their, their, their mortality and thinking like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't have a will in place or I didn't save for a rainy day or I don't know, I don't have a trusted financial advisor. So. Yeah. So much different this time than back in 2008 when we had the economic downturn, because that wasn't because of a health threat. And, you know, this is an, a health threat that we, uh, we have not experienced, the, those of us who are alive now. And so that, that is so true. And I just wonder how that's going to affect the cost of things, uh, especially in the safety and cleanliness expectation that we are just going to have going forward. Yep. You know? Well, I think there could be also, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I love, um, and I cannot, and I think probably most of our households these days have at least one or two loads that we want to take to Goodwill. But then it's going to be interesting to see if people are willing to buy used stuff as much as we were before. And whether or not we're, like you just made an excellent point, are we willing to pay premium for Mm -hmm. new items or safer, quote unquote, items or cleaner? You know what I mean? So yeah, Yeah. I could see there could be a price increase, but then we also have to be, you know, cognizant of, um, you know, all of our incomes right now because we're still, until we get, you know, back to work, but. Well, and, you know, I educate my clients about, you know, the expectations for the economy, which um, I'd rather not say right now, but I do think that there is a general overall feeling that there is a deepening, a deeper sort of decline, just it it happens so fast, and that there's the possibility that, you know, that it could come back, you know, in, in a quicker way, although it's hard to say from right now, but we do hope that people who are out of work and and having reduced incomes like you and I mm-hmm. uh, are able to build back fairly quickly. But then, you know, we still will be in a new, different normal where we as women who do control, you know, a lot of the spending choices, how we can match our choices with our values, what's important to us, which, you know, this experience could be, you know, influencing those values. For sure. I mean, I, I would love to do some research around that in terms of, you know, how, everything's going to be pre and post COVID-19. Right. Um, you know, how, for instance, I have a girlfriend who's already signed a lease. Um, they're moving to Hawaii with her family. She's like, you know, I want to go back to where I was born and raised. Um, she works from home. She does recruiting. Uh, she wants to be someplace that she loves and raise, you know, her have her daughter and her grandchild be there. Um, I'm interested to see if, I think there's going to be, I was listening to one talk and they were talking about travel. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think people can't wait to travel. I think there's also, this particular speaker said that there's going to be a more emphasis on local. So Mm -hmm. local and comfort, meaning like I feel comfortable going to the Grand Canyon, but I might not feel comfortable going to Bali. Like I was supposed to go to Bali in March. Mm -hmm. So maybe I might put that off because I don't 
you know, I can't control or I don't, I'm not familiar with the, the food or um, that kind of thing there. But maybe I'd feel comfortable going to more well-known places that, that I'm going to feel comfortable with. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is that uh, there was a comedian I heard one time and he was talking about getting into his 60s. And he said, you know, I just don't know how much time I have left. So I don't want to waste it doing spending time with someone I don't like or doing something. <laughs> and that's really the, the the crux of the opportunity that we have right now is that we don't have know how much time and this unfortunate experience we're going through is really proving that and showing that reminding us of that mm -hmm. and so if you didn't know how much time you had left what would you choose mm -hmm. and of course money is an integral part of every decision every action we take every you know travel or or buying groceries or whatever you know we we have to make those financial decisions. So I want to take a quick break again. And when we come back, I, I'm going to ask you, you know, how do you see women um, really infect, affecting the world positively, changing the world? You know, I know a lot of women who say, I really want to change the world. But then you wonder, well, how exactly are they doing it? You know, mm -hmm. so let's talk about that when we come back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you a woman-owned business? Go to thepowerofshedirectory.com and add your business to the Power of She Directory for free to get your company in front of sophisticated and savvy consumers who are interested in buying from women-owned businesses. Must be 50% plus women-owned. Direct sales and multi-level marketing businesses are not included in the directory. Professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Are you ready to solve the challenges that are robbing you of financial independence? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and schedule a chat with a female financial planner who cares. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. everyone. Thank you for joining us again. This is Teresa Lieutenant with a wealthy, wealthy life for her and my guest, Tracy Klingcroft from Chick Chat and the Power of She. We've been having a great conversation about spending choices and how this experience of staying home and having new ways of living day to day are, are affecting us and how that might ultimately show up in the choices that we make in how we live our life or, you know, just different values. So I was asking Tracy, what do you think um, about how women can ultimately impact the world at large? How are they doing that? Well, that is a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, obviously. <laughs> I know um, you're the woman that can answer that though. <laughs> well, it, it, it always starts with ourselves first, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, we can't help we can't help others until we have we help ourselves. So, um, you know, I spend a lot of time with women with the events that I do, and particularly a lot of entrepreneurial, um, self-employed women. And almost always, what comes up in terms of what drives them is, I mean, obviously, people want to make a living so that they can live comfortably, whatever that is for them. But so many women want to, like you say, quote unquote, change the world or mm -hmm just make a healthier sunscreen for their children or a healthier protein bar. Or, you know, when I was doing my, attempting to do my year of buying from women, you know, I met a woman who made this toilet paper, which everybody is uh, hoarding these days, but she makes toilet paper that's made, it's not made, not made with trees at all. So she's mm -hmm. trying to do her part to save the trees and be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So, um, just women, I feel like many, many female entrepreneurs are very cognizant of how they can create a better, bigger, faster, 
um, more green, sustainable, whatever it is. Um, or if they're a service provider, providing that service in a more holistic, um, perhaps more engaged way than, than a larger companies they were working for. But if we look at like how women are changing the world, and we're not going to get into politics or anything here, but if you look at you know the Me Too movement, for instance, that that's changed the world. That's changed our you know, how we interact with the opposite mm -hmm. gender, how they interact with mm -hmm. us, how we speak up or out about that. Mm -hmm. That's one way we see the number of women who are 51% of the population, yet our numbers in, we'll just talk about the United States, you know, in our Congress are, I think we're like maybe, don't quote me on this, 20 to 25% of Congress. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. But in 2016, I guess it was, we saw just an influx of women, you know, running for, um, you know, joining politics. And that could have, that could have been running for, you know, their local, local school board to running for, you know, Congress, which we saw. So when women are in those types of, um, places, they are making legislation that benefit women and children more so than, you know, than the men would, because women are experiencing, they're the, they're the ones who are having the children who are having to make the um, decision between staying home and raising their kids or going to work and where they're going to fit their kids in daycare and whether or not there's affordable daycare and whether or not mothers and fathers are given paid family leave. So when women are in um, positions of authority to make legislation, I mean, that's definitely a way they're changing the world. Um, well, and you know, in, in my field, uh, my clients ask me, women clients, so so I want to invest in responsible yeah. companies, mm -hmm. um, those that are not polluters, or, or you know, is, again, it gets back to this understanding what your values are, and then making choices and decisions that support your values, which then again, empowers you and makes you feel more confident about, um, you know, the actions you're taking. When, when I when I talk to women, I think, you know, the way we influence the world is to be together, is to band together, is to ask each other for help and to speak, speak up what's really true for us. Mm -hmm. And I do think, you know, uh, as you and I uh, have been in business, that we've seen uh, a lot of progress in that way. And we can still continue to encourage women to take their next step, because mm -hmm. the way we influence the world is to do it, you know, together. Yeah. Well, one little thing that, that I do and that I would encourage others to do, and I know right now we, you know, our discussions around our, um, our own personal incomes are kind of in flux right now, but when, when they come back to normal, right. Or those who have not been so much affected by them, I'm a huge proponent of, we don't look into, we're the, you started this off with about purchasing power and women's purchasing power, which is we are the CSO of our, of our households. We're the chief shopping officer, mm -hmm. right? And buying about 10 different multinational brands pretty much own all of the grocery store, mm -hmm. but you're able to find independent brands that are made by a woman or lots of, lots of cases of a husband wife team too. And that goes back to the, you know, they're more eco-friendly, they're healthier for you, they're safer, they give back. There's a lot of um, companies that give back. So for instance, there's a local company that's a shampoo and soap company. It's a husband-wife team. Mm -hmm. And um, they met when she moved to his country in Africa and worked for the Peace Corps. And anyway, long story short, they got married and they make this amazing line of soaps and shampoos and they give a certain percentage of it back to um, social enterprises in the country that he's from. There's mm -hmm. lots of brands like that in places like Whole Foods, PCC, even a little bit in some of our mainstream grocery stores where you can find local brands that are made by a woman. And why that's important is when women make more money, they then funnel that money back into their businesses, but also into their personal, their families and their children, but also into their community. Um, there are studies done that women at every income, at the same income level, 
will donate more to charity than their male counterparts. Mm -hmm. So Oprah, you know, is going to be donating a lot more than myself to charities, but a gentleman at the same income level as, as I am, like I might be more likely to donate more and women are definitely uh, more likely to volunteer their time in the Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. So I like to just one item, like the toilet paper. I love this woman's toilet paper, like one item that you can buy, whether that's wipes or a disinfectant or soap or your shampoo that you can buy from women rather than like the PNGs of the world. Well, and I noticed that that's something you do. Uh, you help me with this because in your newsletter, every you you have it twice a month, right? Your newsletter. It's actually weekly. Weekly, okay. So, and I'll, we'll be able to tell our listener listeners how to um, get on your list and and find out more about that in just a minute. But basically, you're always talking about some new woman-owned business that you have found in your travels. And of course, you know, thank goodness for the Google, we can look up things ourselves, you know, and we can also do take a little bit of time to explore uh, individual products. I'm actually buying some hair care products right now out of England that is made out of um, this woman's, you know, small business. And it's the best shampoo and conditioner I've ever used. And that's because my mind is going toward, you know, not just supporting big national conglomerate companies, but helping women own businesses. Uh, that's how we have influence. Yes. That, that like, we can start that t- tomorrow. One little thing. And yeah, we're all at home in front of Google a lot. We all right. need, we all, I, I, I've got to believe that there are women all over the world making disinfectant spray that is probably not as toxic as some of the things that, you know, have been hoarded that we, that we can't buy now. So even just locally, like me, I'm in, I would encourage women who are, um, have that kind of bent to, to think about what it is that they can, if they're already doing things around, um, essential oils and all that kind of thing, how can they extend their product line to things that are right now are, essential that people want, whether that's the hand sanitizer or the, you know, sprays and things to clean our homes. But I want it to be less toxic. And if it was owned by a woman, then, oh my God, I'll be better. So I think we've come full circle to realize that a woman's um, power with her spending decisions can have global ramifications and can really help our, all of us rise each other up, you know, by supporting each other. So we have just a few more minutes for you to let us know how folks can get involved with your Power of She movement and any last words that you'd like to share. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Firstly, before I do that, I just what I would like to share is that um, we all just feel all of our feels. You know, I I personally know I go from feeling really optimistic and positive, and then the next day I'm I'm down and and I I don't know what the future is going to be. So, you know, reach out to your friends and family, whoever it is that makes you feel better. Foster a cat or a dog if that's you know foster it. Don't just adopt it and then have to send it back. But you know, do we we're still allowed to get out right as long as we socially distance. So take a walk in your neighborhood, you know, see all the flowers that are out there, right? And the buds on the trees and, you know, allow yourself to just be like, you don't have to be constantly thinking about pivoting. Although I think you should be thinking about it a little bit at least, but let yourself to feel all of that and um, know that we can get through this together. Um, Secondly, you know, I'm big about network and, you know, reach out to your network online, on social media. Um, And I think right now, if you are a business owner or a leader, quote unquote, doing these events, whatever the case may be, doing a radio show such as you are, like you, you really need to step up now to lead. Mm -hmm. You know, how you show up now is really important and it's going to affect loyalty and love for you in the future. So that's what I had to say Um, in terms of how they can get, uh, we are um, ramping up our, um, to join our online panel, which is our research panel to help all these consumers. I mean, these consumer brands figure out how we're going to buy from them in the future. You can join that by going to 
chickchat.net, C-H-I-C-K-C-H-A-T.net, and you sign up for our online panel. It's completely free, of course. Um, Yes, our newsletter, I think it's great. It comes out every week, and it shares stories, inspirational stories of women and girls from all over the world, as well as a little bit of a local event here in the Pacific Northwest. You can uh, send me an email, and I'll sign you up for that to our database. And just send me an email at tracy at chickchat.net. And that's T-R-A-C-Y at chickchat.net. And then lastly, if you are a woman-owned business, 50% or more woman-owned, you can list your woman-owned business on our uh, Power of She directory for free. And that's at thepowerofshedirectory.com. Wow, so many ways to uh, get on the same bandwagon with you. And I just put my business on yes, your directory. Yes, you did. Just this Finally. I want to thank you, Tracy, so much for sharing your valuable time and experience and wisdom with us today. And everyone remember that this is a time to do a life review. Find, you know, just ask yourselves, what do I want when this is all over? And I'm putting together a new video series on how to create an emergency spending plan. So you can go to my website, reinventinghermoney.com to check that out when it's ready. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and being a part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have a lot of shows and podcasts to choose from, and I'm always very grateful when you choose ours. If you enjoyed yourself, please share the show with your families and friends. I want to thank Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, who composed our theme music, Eric, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. Next week, our guest will be Danny Green, ordained minister and owner of Higher Path Healing and creator of the Soul Power Experience, a powerful guide to resolving all of our worries about money. So I look forward to being with you then. And remember, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com. Teresa Leftenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind about money? Visit reinventinghermoney.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.